Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. We are happy to be with you again today, as usual, and today we have a very, very special guest, and we'll be talking about the picture of success. The picture of success. So why are we talking about the word picture for picture of success? Well, let me tell you, uh, this is the inventor of the best picture game ever, Pictionary. And this is Rob Angel. So let's go ahead and get into our interview today. And uh, welcome, Rob. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for uh, taking time to be with us today. I am, anyone who knows me knows that I'm very, very competitive, okay? Like extremely, <laughs> extremely competitive. And I actually, my, my dad was an artist, uh, not, not by training or, or by trade, but he used to draw pictures for my mom and, and sketch and do cartoons. And so I kind of picked up on that too. So I consider myself like a person who probably could kill Pictionary, but sometimes people just can't understand, understand what I'm doing. <laughs> I know the feeling very well. It's not an advantage to have me on your team, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? No, no. That's not good. That's not That's good. Not I was going to ask you to be on my team to help me out. Nope. All right. So go ahead and introduce yourself and just let everyone know. I mean, you are a person and you have like a lot of different things going on beyond Pictionary, but go ahead and just give a brief introduction. Uh, Rob Angel, uh, I'm the creator of Pictionary. I'm uh, living in California. I'm just uh, writing a book that's going on about the uh, the experience and just had a blast doing the whole thing. Wow, wow. So um, you're, you're writing a book uh, about how Pictionary came about? Yeah, it's called, uh, funny enough, called Game Changer. Yeah, I thought that that was a cool title. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it's the... Uh, uh, the story of Pictionary and my journey with it and the journey after the game as well. It's, uh, it's been a lifelong experience and um, just uh, uh, enjoying the ride and the journey, as I say, and uh, how it all came about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So with Pictionary, now, was, was this the very first, that was the very first game that you invented? Yeah, it was. It was uh, it was kind of a passion project that started. I started very slowly with it. It was a, an activity, really, that I played with buddies. And uh, we'd stay up all night sketching words out of the dictionary. It was that simple. It wasn't anything that was uh, really big. I didn't wake up one day and go, you know, I'm going to invent a game. It was just okay. one day I was playing this game, playing an activity. And I said, hey, you know, this would make a great board game. I just I just loved it. I just had right. passion. Hey. Wow. Wow. So <clears throat> what year was this? 1982. 1982. Yeah, I didn't launch till 1985, but I, I discovered the idea, if you will, in 1982. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was the year I graduated from college. So that kind of gave me, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. From, from high school. <laughs> that was the year I graduated from college. So we're close. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so 1982, and then, okay, so that's basically a three-year period. Can you, can you give us some, some 
information about what happened during that time. Now, now let me explain myself. So what we do on this, on this show, Soaring with Eagles, is that we talk a lot about business principles. We talk a lot about uh, strategy and things that may be considered controversial, transformational, and not necessarily everything that, that, that um, comes up in the interview fits into those categories, but we really want to understand um, like what happened during that time frame, and yeah. then maybe pick out some business principles. Uh, well, what happened in that time frame? once I decided that Pictionary was something to pursue, um, I couldn't figure out how to do it. I couldn't figure out how to put the words into a game because that's what, what the, uh, the product would be. Right. And so I kind of, two things happened. One, I, I kind of lost interest. I won't, I won't lie. Uh, but the other thing that happened was I got inside my own head, right? You're always looking okay. for what is, what is a stumbling block? What was your biggest challenge to getting started? And for me, without question, the biggest challenge was me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I started getting my own head. I started saying, well, I'm a waiter. I can't do this. I can't really, don't know how to start a game. I don't know how to do a business. Okay. Right? And so uh, I self-sabotaged. I started to uh, uh, have self-doubts. You know, instead of this go-getting, hard-charging guy after graduating college, I just said, no, I'm going to have to take a break. And I, and I didn't get started for about three years, about two years. Wow. So part of that time was just time that you were – uh, going through this self-doubt and sabotage. It wasn't that you were really doing development necessarily during that time. Is that, is that a good assessment or no? No, not really, but it would, that eventually uh, came true. No, I, I kind of put it away for a couple oh. of years. You know, I traveled to Europe, you know, I backpack hitchhiked through Europe. Uh, I was waiting tables. I was kind of trying to find my way, trying to figure out what to do, but I, I, mm -hmm. I just kind of put it aside mentally. Um, and then I said, okay, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to live my life. But then it started coming back. It just kind of never left, really. Mm -hmm. never really left my, my psyche. And, and then when I moved uh, to Seattle, I just started thinking about it again. And then I started trying to get out of my head and basically try to not overthink it. Mm -hmm. So there were some steps that we can talk to about that. Yeah, yeah. And so um, one of the things we do at the end of the show, it's called uh, quick fire. And so you'll see me taking notes. There's different things that we'll talk about, like one word items that I'll write down, and then you'll, you'll give a response. And so some of the things that you just mentioned was, uh, like you mentioned, self-doubt, uh, sabotage, and, and overthinking. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you've never done a game. You've, you've never um, done anything from a business perspective. Uh, and you just kind of made, made those bigger than, than what it actually should have been. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of us do that, right? And in a lot of areas of our lives. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything, everything we talk about, right, is business oriented, but exactly, exactly right. You can use the word life or business in any of these things. It's all the same thing. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting. Now, you, you've talked a lot about, um, or, or a little bit about um, what you were doing. And, and what I want to want to know is what kind of support that you have. Or did you tell your family you wanted to invent a game or your friends that you were playing with that you want to do this and they laughed at you? Or did they say, yes, go for it? What, what was the support system like? Uh, at first, I kind of kept it to myself. Right. I okay. didn't have I was I was afraid uh, in, in some regards that people were going to try to talk me out of it. So when I got started, mm -hmm. I didn't really have the the confidence to say I'm going to do this no matter what. 
right? There's always steps along the way where I would say, uh, maybe not, maybe but even though I was excited, maybe I will, maybe I won't. So mm -hmm. until I really felt it was my calling, until it was really into the process, which is only, we're only talking about you know, a month or two. We're not talking forever. But mm -hmm. I, when I had the confidence um, that I was going to do this, Sorry about that. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to ha have the confidence uh, to do it, I, I started putting it out there, including talking to the uh, the three guys. I was playing with three buddies uh, when uh, we when we uh, when we discovered the uh, Shreds on Papers, we called it. So mm -hmm. I called them and I said, "I'm going to do this." So I, I had the confidence in them. I didn't have to. Legally, there was no reason to, but I thought it was the right thing to do to mm -hmm. let them know I was going to follow through. And so, what did what did they say? <laughs> Go for it. They didn't quite see the they didn't see the business aspect to this that I did. I mean, I could see something early on that there was a business, there was something mm -hmm. to do with this, and they didn't see it. And they said, uh, "Go for it." And they told me, you know, after the fact, many years after the fact, they were kind of chuckling, going, you know. What's Rob doing in the backyard, doing words, making words? I go, this guy's crazy, but it worked for me. That's right. They didn't ask you for a cut of it or make sure that you remember <laughs> me when you, get, when, you, when you explode or anything like that, <laughs> like friends do. No, it was like, you know, good luck to you. Have fun. Um, so I took ownership of the game at that point. Um, mm -hmm. So, no, it was – and we're all still friends. Uh, so there was no hard feelings. That's, you know – that's why I, I went to and talked to them about it. I said, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this uh, rather than not necessarily going behind their back, but that's mm -hmm. how it could have seemed." So uh, right. hard feelings. Right. Okay. So what we can get out of that from a business principle perspective is is and, and we talked about life as well as business, and these these two were mixed. It was a life situation that was going on, kind of situation, but you were playing games with some friends uh, in your life. And then you decided that you wanted to take that and make it into a business. And so the whole connection related to relationships in life and business are so, so important. And so it's, it's not where we're going to be able to keep everyone happy all of the time, but we can do our best to do our part to, um, to make things open, to make things plain, and uh, having having a, a open platform like that, I, I think is a, a really good point that you made. Yeah, I mean, e even if I didn't say anything, it wasn't going to go away. It's going to be there, so I might as well just face it, mm -hmm. get it over with, and move on. Right, right. Okay, so you've been all over the world. Uh, is it um, related to things related to the game, or or speaking engagements, or? just traveling for a vacation and you mentioned how many countries is your game in? Well, we, we owned it. Uh, I owned it for 17 years. Okay. Uh, it's kind of the misnomer. So it invented in 1982, excuse me, 1985. Uh, and, and instead of just walking away after a licensing deal, we stayed with it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big part of the story as well. Business story as well. Um, but we were in 60 countries, uh, 45 languages and sold 38 million games. 38 million games to Mattel, was it? <laughs> we sold it to Mattel, yes. Yeah, yeah, Mattel. Um, and is that is it confidential, like how much you sold it for? I mean, it was huge. <laughs> if it is, it's okay. You don't have to sell me on the on you know, I, lo I love that poster behind your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the poster for the, uh, for the radio show. <laughs> I know. 
I know you're changing the subject. So no, that's just not really. Uh, anyway. No, it's okay. It's okay. But it was you're in 38 million copies that you've sold. Well, before you sold, you've sold. So we're we're well over 50 million dictionaries sold worldwide by the time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, the the intention. See, when we started, when I started the business, right? I didn't have this grandiose plan of being this big business guy. I didn't have this plan of selling 38 million games. I didn't have this plan of having this big, this big company. Mm-hmm. And simply just create a board game that people would like and have as much fun as I did. And then I was going to see what would happen from there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just took it all slowly. I just took it step by step. My brain couldn't say, you know, oh, we're going to do all of this. And, and that's just me. But it worked out well. It worked out really well because my intention was met. My expectations weren't weren't this big thing to get disappointed about. Mm-hmm. And so the intention I was set uh, ran the whole business. Had my whole ran my whole business life, um, and that's what that's what drove me. Okay. And so, how many people did you have on your team? <laughs> A team of one, Mr. Rob. Well, <laughs> I I am blessed and fortunate. Uh, that I aligned with uh, three partners. One was financial, and then two business partners. And the mm-hmm. three of us um, took it to what it was. Uh, we wound up with a fourth partner at one point, but we were the biggest selling game in the world for 10 years with two employees. That wow. was our game, right? We licensed it. Mm-hmm. We licensed the game. So um, it was um, – <laughs> it, it, you don't get to do it that way very often. But again, the partners all work together. We all were in the same vision. We all went in the same direction. Uh, and that just made for a, a perfect uh, group to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So when we get back, uh, we're going to talk um, a little bit more about um, not to give everything away in your book, but just talk a little bit more about Game Changers uh, itself and uh, get into a few more questions um, about maybe um, looking at your profession, like what you do, other things that you do other than this game. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, as uh, you all know that are watching on Facebook, we take a break from Voice America, uh, Internet Radio, but we don't take a break from Facebook. So we will do this first break and we will be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Join us. Sponsor us. Provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute open enrollment starts in January for our summer leadership and business boot camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to G3QARA.com or call 480-227-9743 today. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, aka community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the Homeless and Needy Families. 
Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. We are on with Rob Angel, the inventor of Pictionary, and he is in... 60 countries with 45 languages, I think you said. Nicely done, yes. Something like that? Okay. All right. And uh, we are really happy to be with him today. He was talking a little bit on the break about uh, how this came about related to the partnerships that he had, business partners, financial partners. And then you were starting to talk about the, the play test. So go ahead and finish that thought. Yeah. So we, I was doing a play test with Gary and myself and we we were testing the rules. I mean, we didn't know uh, what would work and what didn't. And then uh, Terry, front mutual friend, came and uh, was my partner. And to say that we sucked would be an understatement. I mean, we were horrible. I mean, it was it was a disaster. I don't think we even got one word right. But we had a blast. Right, mm-hmm. the game was fun. That was the bottom line, and we just connected. We just bonded. It's like my own Pictionary moment. We bonded over playing Pictionary, and about a month later, we got together, and uh, you know, he, he became the perfect partner. So the yeah. first, the first gentleman who said no, you know, if he had said yes, the story would have been different, right? Mm-hmm. I may not be sitting here with you, and so I, I looking back, uh, I had to trust that and I did that the right partner would come along so instead of when the first guy said no instead of going you know now what I'm you know going crazy I said you know let's just see what what's going to happen and mm-hmm. it turned out as it should wow and that that that's a great um to me it's kind of like a testimony a great testimony if you will of, of just uh not not giving up of with that first no and it could have been that you got three four five six seven eight no's like a lot of people uh, even Michael Jordan, right? You know, he, he wasn't accepted or, and there's a lot of different people talking about roles in movies. They didn't get the movie and then the next one and the next one and the next one. And then now, you know, they're this mega star. So you, you just have to keep going if it's something that you really believe in, believing in yourself. And, um, and the, the, no, the nose can be a positive. So, you know, if, if, when I was going to call, you know, there's a, there's a really good no we can talk about later. Ask me about uh, Milton Bradley. Uh, but, you know, my father, uh, I want to put myself through college, right? Okay. No big deal. A lot of people do. That's that's not a big deal. Right. But it was supposed to be paid for by my parents. When they couldn't, the answer was no. I had to take care of myself. Well, it made me appreciate college more. It made me work harder for it. Mm-hmm. For it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's probably why I'm sitting here now. And mm-hmm. so that no was my first, oh, my gosh. 
but it, I, I turned it into a positive. All right. And just a little sidebar for me personally, uh, I, I write music. I have CD out and I work with, I um, work with choirs, community choirs. We've sang here and overseas and people have done my music in a number of places. Uh, but when I was in high school, uh, I was teaching at, at a church and I would do songs that were already on the radio or, or that were well known, but I would also teach my songs. And a lady said to me, one of the parents, um, you need to go back to teaching real songs. <laughs> wow. As if my songs were not real songs. Uh, they were, you know, I had, had them copyright and everything else. And then, but now some of those same songs are ones that have been done by universities and by people, you know, all over uh, nice. that people enjoy. So uh, you can't just take comments from people uh, or knows and, and let that be your life. You, you have to rise yeah. above that. And uh, why don't you go play a game that already exists? Why are you making up this exactly. game? <laughs> and, and it takes work. I mean, we're, we're kind of making it sound like it wasn't that big a deal, but it really is. I mean, when it's happening, you know, you don't go, oh, well, well, you get a little worked up. So right. that's okay. Go with that for a little bit. It's, you know, mm -hmm. you, and when, when you get past that though, right, in short order, that's when the next yes happens. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So let's talk about the rules and then we're going to go to game changers. I know I said I was going to go to that, but I'm kind of like in, in this moment right now. So the rules for Pictionary. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I work in quality and regulatory medical devices and other stuff that I do um, aside from radio shows and stuff. So I'm really into the logistics of, of order and, and rules. And so okay. The rules that you have for Pictionary, do you have any idea like how many iterations that you went through to get the rules that we have today? Yes. And I'm, ch <laughs> I'm, I'm chuckling because if I had to follow the rules, I wouldn't be sitting here. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, a little double entendre. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I didn't know. We started the game. I didn't know what the rules were, and I didn't ask what the rules of the game business were. That way I didn't know. What, what rules I was breaking. I just kind of went my merry way because it felt right. right, right? So forget the rules. Uh, but as far as the rules of the game go, oh, many, many, many. Um, we did numerous play tests and we'd, we would have people play the game without us with the rules that we had developed to see if they could understand them. And mm -hmm. we thought we had them perfect. And then we start getting notes from people, well, I don't understand this. We changed the rules for printings. So four separate times yeah. after the game was launched, but we listened to the clients, we listened to the customer, uh, the people who were playing the game, and we weren't so rigid in our rules to say no, these are fine. So we, it took us a little while to get them just right. So did you actually do focus groups before the launch, the first launch? Well, our focus groups were our friends and their friends coming to my living room and playing the game. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't do a formal focus focus test, but we could get, you know, it was, in effect, it was a, a, a focus group for sure. We did many of them. Sometimes, at some point, you just have to say, all right, I believe it's perfect. It's ready. Let's go. You can focus right. group it to death, but we, we did quite a bit. Did you serve refreshments? In <laughs> uh, the whole process, for the, before we launched, uh, the payment was uh, beer. Right. So anybody that did anything for us, collating the cards or whatever problems happened, anybody that helped, uh, all we could afford was beer and pizza. <laughs> I would have had the pizza then, I guess. It's all good. <laughs> all good. <laughs> well, good, good. Okay. So game changers. When did you start 
working on this book? Uh, uh, quite a while ago. Uh, it's been about a four-year process, um, but it's just part of the process. I've changed every time I, I think it's done. I personally have changed. I've been on this, this journey for the last several years. Uh, and so it's kind of like, you know, I just said two seconds ago, at some point you just have to put it out. And so it's almost done now. So it'll be out in the fall. Uh, it's been a heck of a process, a heck of a learning process. Uh, I've been remembering stories that I had forgotten, made reconnect with people I hadn't talked to in a while. I've just, the emotion of the whole time has all come back during this wow. entire process. Yeah, it's been really fascinating, really fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, a lot of people, like you said, don't necessarily know what it takes, obviously, until you actually do something yourself. You don't know what it takes, like putting together a game. It's just a game. Well, it's not just a game. There's so many different components and aspects of it. And the same thing with the book. I think you have my book, uh, Flint Out Loud, uh, from uh, when we met at Secret Knock. And um, it, it, it's definitely a process. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and and. Yes, I'm going to leave it at that. It's definitely a process. Some, sometimes it's, it's quick and you get it figured out pretty quickly, and sometimes you just have to go with it. just have to be in flow and let, uh, and let it fall where it may. Yeah, and there's so many books that are unpublished, you know, people who've started and worked on it for years and years and years, and, and, and they never got to print. So the oh, fact yeah. that you're, you're setting that goal, you're setting that timeline, it's coming out this fall, so, so that's great. I'll be looking forward to uh, getting a signed copy from Rob. Angel. I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I'm going to say, though, the goal, thats it's more the intention because the goal, if it was a goal two years ago, the goal was put the book out. You know, mm -hmm. I've gone insane. The intention is to put the book out when it is ready. Um, and so, you know, we're going to say fall. And if it's not, that's okay. But it'll be fall. Okay. It'll be fall. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll go based on your intentions. Thank so. You. Do you have, you feel, other books that are in you related to other, other topics as well? Or is this like the book and you're moving on to other things? Uh, no. I, I, like I've said, I've changed. I've been on this uh, spiritual journey, if you will, for the last uh, several years. So I've changed dramatically since Pictionary, clearly, but also in the last you know, half dozen years, uh, and so the book would be written completely differently, but that's not the story that's at hand. So the second book, the second story I'm going to tell is my journey uh, that I've been on, this, this spiritual self-awareness, all the things that I've been learning and the people, the great people that I've been surrounding myself with uh, in my life. Uh, I want to share that story as well. It's just another step. It's another iteration of me, uh, and that's what I want to share next. Excellent. Excellent. So we'll be looking forward to that as well. Now I have a question written down about the it, IT, the it. Mm -hmm. When you talk to all these focus group people that were in your living room drinking beer and eating pizza and, and all of the people who've maybe written to you since or have played this game, what is the it, the one thing that they say to you as far as the reason why they love the game? Well, there's a, there's a couple, but the, the one it, uh, is, is that it's, it's inclusive. Everybody can play, right? Okay. There's no, there's no knowledge base. There's no intelligence base. There's no, you don't have to read really well to that matter, but everybody can play and they feel included. They feel inclusive. It's collaboration, you know, and it's just this warm, wonderful feeling. It's one of those few games ever where when you say somebody, you know, have you played Pictionary? They have an emotion. 
right? They remember some emotion, some family event, some silly word. You know, they don't have it over risk, clue, monopoly. You know, they say, oh, I was playing this really great monopoly game the other day. <laughs> and, so, and so it's this emotion that it evokes uh, and this collaboration and this feeling of, of, you know, almost empowerment, if you will, uh, that, that people play together. And it just brings people together. Uh, an emotional level, and that's what they remember. That's the it. It's that emotion. The emotional level. Yeah, I know that I get pretty emotional when I play games because I'm so competitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'd like to be, you know, stay with the warm and fuzzy, but it's still a competitive game. I mean, you still want to win, right? right. You know, a game's a game. Right, a game's a game. Yeah. Even, if, even if it's not a game, like, I, I compete. You know, when you're at at an arena and they throw the shirts through the cannon or whatever. I oh, don't yeah. love the shirt, but I have to get it because, you know, I just have to get it. <laughs> I totally hear you. Goodwill. I put it in the goodwill, but I still I have to get that shirt. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I, I was at a baseball game years ago and my first foul ball comes my way and there's this little kid in front of me. Oh, no. Could, yeah, it was that guy. I just kind of reach over him with my glove. I got my glove and I get the ball. And, I, oh, and then, of course, I got my ball and I still gave the kid the ball. But, you know, yeah, it, it just takes over. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> no, 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 don't try. <laughs> um, okay, mistakes. Is there anything that you would consider a mistake related to uh, the game maybe initially before launch or even after or the years that, that, that followed? Um, I think mistakes is a, mis is a word is a misnomer. How about missteps? Um, okay. Yeah, mistake. Yeah, I mean, we, we, when we launched the game, for instance, uh, at the restaurant that I worked in, Halfway through it, all we did was just try to sell the game to our friends, right? We wanted to see if people would buy it at retail at $30 a game. Halfway through, my uh, restaurant manager comes over and he says, well, when does the press get here? I had no idea what he was talking about. The press. Like, the press. I, what, what do you mean? And so he says, no, you got to invite the press to get the city to know about the game, not just your friends. So I was like, oh, so two weeks later, we had another launch party. But it was just one of those, one of those... I didn't know, um, you know, the rules weren't a mistake. It was just a misstep. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some licensing opportunities that were mistakes, uh, but nothing, none of the mistakes though, um, if you will, sunk the company. We didn't risk everything on a big bet. We didn't say, okay, if, if we do this uh, and we fail, the business will fail. Um, you know, for instance, at one point, uh, we had 9,000 games to sell. And J.C. Penny calls and wanted 9,000 games. Oh, wow. And we're going, holy moly, this is awesome. We're out of stock. Well, also, if they had taken those 9,000 games, we thought about it. They put them in the warehouse and didn't put them on the shelf. What if they didn't pay us on time? What if they didn't, what if they didn't uh, you know, put them in a warehouse and just left them in the warehouse? And so we started thinking about it. And while... The short-term gain was selling your inventory, possibly getting the cash flow. The long-term success would have been at risk. So we didn't give up our long-term gain, uh, didn't get short-term gain for the long-term success. We said no, and we went back to slogging it out and going door to door. But that's what the, uh, the product demanded. That's what the business demanded. If I had have sold it, that could have been a huge mistake. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you have to just stand back sometimes and take a look at the the full situation, not get overwhelmed by, wow, they want all 9,000. Oh, we were overwhelmed. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm saying very casually right now, but we were definitely overwhelmed. But, but, you know, it just dictated that's the course of action to take. That's interesting. So the other part of that, too, is that was something that was discussed with your your business partners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we were, it was the beauty of having three partners total uh, is that we were very nimble, very quick. We all had the same office. And if a situation came up, we could literally just talk it over. And if it was a two to three vote, two to one vote, that one. But we also had the philosophy because Pictionary was everything, right? Not our egos, not our personal job descriptions. Everything was based on Pictionary. So if somebody said, absolutely not, this decision is X. Well, if they were that passionate about it, we knew it was about Pictionary. And we said, okay, if you're that passionate, we'll go with that decision. And that was a beauty having just three partners going the same vision, going the same direction. And so we were very, very nimble and very easily to, to make our decisions. Yeah. And I think that's important to, to have people of the same mindset related to being able to think quick on your feet, not necessarily thinking so quickly that, that you think wrong, but being able to stand back, look at all of the, the information and, and right. use it and make a decision. Right. And it was so- a collaboration, right? It wasn't just, yeah. I mean, the decisions don't take, you know, 10 minutes sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it was a collaboration and, and, and exactly what you said. Everybody shared vision. If everybody's on the same page, everybody's going in the same direction, then you know that the decisions are based on that. That's, that's a great feeling. It's a liberating feeling. And uh, Dave Corbin, when he was on, we talked about his book, uh, uh, Brand Slayer. And, and one of the things that he, the main, one of the main points is related to everyone understanding the vision and, and walking behind that and living behind that no matter what. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you had a pretty good team. Oh, yeah. It was, it was uh, as I say, the, the three of us. No three people could have made Pictionary happen the way it did. Uh, and, and that's not ego. That's just, it just is. The perfect team, the perfect three guys, and thinking the same thing. It was more mindset than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, what, that's you know, one of the reasons we're here. Excellent. So before we go on break, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about what else Rob Angel does. <laughs> I have your bio. I've read it, and you know we taught uh, actually. But what else do you do aside from this whole game thing? Uh, well, I'm doing. I'm starting to do a lot of this. I like doing talks. I like sharing my story, my experience. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and that's really kind of become my passion. You know, to get other people, to help motivate other people. Uh, to, you know, not to be the best they can be. That first step. I mean, that's we, we'll talk about that as well. That's one of the things that that I talk about um, is dream big, but step small. Uh, and I explain that. That's that's really important. Uh, and all I can talk about is my success, what worked for me, and what what lessons I learned, and I can share those. Uh, and I'm really enjoying doing that a lot. Uh, I do a lot of college stuff, and it's uh, it's kind of it is my passion. Cool, cool. So I am going to put my little plug in here. Since you say you like talking so much, (laughs) (laughs) 
I have uh, every summer we do a business camp Echelon Leadership Institute for junior uh-huh. high school and college students. We're actually here and this is our third year. And this year we're uh, opening up, we will be doing some online activities with uh, students in Africa too. So would you mind speaking to uh, the students in our institute this summer? I'd be happy to, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, that just went perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'd be happy to. <laughs> no, it'd be great. I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, that, I think it would be great because one of the programs that I do whenever I do um, assemblies at, mm-hmm. at school, school assemblies, it's big dreams in action, big mm-hmm. dreams in action. And so by you saying think big or dream big and, and step small, speaks to that because you can dream big, but you just can't go and do the whole thing all at once. Like they say, eat the elephant all at once. You, you have to take those small steps, the calculated steps. And again, having the right team, not being um, discouraged by the nose and, and then just going for your dream. That, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, and one thing I, I, I've learned from my experience uh, looking back was I stepped small, right? I took these small steps we can talk about that that is what got me to my dream. That's what got me to my vision. I didn't have this vision of all these things. I took a couple of steps and then a couple of more and a couple of more, and then I could see everything open up. Then I could see where the product Then I could see where the That's when I started dreaming big. That's when I went all in after I started taking those steps. Uh, and that was the magic for me. That was the, the light bulb, the epiphany. Oh, I can, I can do this. I can see the vision. Uh, and so once they started taking those steps, and nothing held us back. Nothing stopped us. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That is an awesome, awesome story. I can't wait, wait to, to, to read the, the written version in your book, Game Changers. It sounds like it's going to be great. Thank you. So it is time for our second break. Okay. And we will talk a little bit more about some of the, the questions that I have uh, written down here. I'm not going to give you a precursor to them uh, just so we can have like a I fresh. Make I, I make it up as I go as well. So it's no big deal. <laughs> a fresh answer. Oh, these are not made up. I have these written down, oh, great. But, um, but we'll go over those and then we'll do the quick fire. Is that okay? Sure. Absolutely. All right. So voice America, we will be back in just one moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. 
Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Join us. Sponsor us. Provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute Open Enrollment starts in January for our Summer Leadership and Business Boot Camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to G3QARA.com or call 480-227-9743 today. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to our last segment of Soaring with Eagles. Today, we are on with Rob Angel, and we're talking about the picture of success, and he's the inventor of Pictionary. Uh, He is in, I think we mentioned, 60 countries with 45 languages. Well, Soaring with Eagles, uh, right now, I think we're in about 13 to 15 countries, so we we need to catch up with you, Rob. We need to catch up. There is so much room at the top. I mean, I love the, t- you know, sorry with the Eagles. That's the thing. There's so much room up there. You know, it's, it's a great place to be. So everybody come up. Don't stop. Don't don't stop trying. You right. know, if you don't make it that first time, man, jump off the cliff and try it again. Try it again and again until you get there. And you can't soar if you don't take that first step. Well, you know, I saw a, a thing with uh, Steve Harvey the other day. And, you know, he's standing, you know, like in standing on the edge of a cliff and he's watching all these eagles flying right soaring with eagles right he's watching and he says jump because you just have to jump right and that's you know that's that action so i call it you know uh, the living a life of open um o-p-e-n uh opportunity possibility epiphany and now um that that the world is full of opportunities right and so they're big and small and so when my roommate said, you want to play a game, I didn't think of, of creating this board game. I didn't think of this company. I just said, sure, we're going to have fun. We're going to play Pictionary. We're going to play this, this silly game. I didn't judge it. So the possibility is don't judge, right? We judge activities. We judge friends. We judge people. We just let everything in. So I, this, is, this is why I'm sitting here with Pictionary, right? It wasn't because I was smarter. It wasn't because I was, had a better business plan or a better idea. It's because I was open, right? This is a life I've always lived. Uh, and then I had the epiphany. So OPE is epiphany. I said, oh, my goodness. This is what I'm going to do. This, this, is, this is my game. My epiphany says I'm going to do this. Uh, and we all have them, right? Epiphanies are a dime a dozen, though. So, right. what I, so what I had the epiphany. Everybody listening right now has had 50 epiphanies with a bunch of different ideas. By the time you're doing the shower, by the time you get out of the shower, the, the idea is gone. So unless you take action, which is the now, right? Now what? It's, it's you've got to take action. And, you know, I'll just, I'll say with Pictionary, I got inside my own head. And I wanted to do this. I had my epiphany, but I didn't take any action. The now part. Uh, and so I got overwhelmed. I thought of all the steps necessary, a business plan, marketing plan, 
partners, financing. I, I just got overwhelmed. And for two weeks, I shut down. This is after I'm ready to go. I shut down. And then I put myself in timeout. <laughs> I put, I, you know, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you're in timeout because you've done something wrong. But for me, I just needed to get away. I had to stop thinking about picture. I needed to stop thinking about all these things. And so I broke it down. I took a deep breath. And I said, okay, what's the smallest first step that I can take? And it was the word list. Let's get the words done. So I took a pad of paper, pencil, and a uh, dictionary went in the backyard. And I made the word list. Didn't cost me any money. Didn't cost me any anything more than time and I wrote down the word aardvark the first pictionary word right. was aardvark now right. now I write this word aardvark and I, I literally broke into a sweat I mean I'm looking around the yard I'm in the backyard does anybody else see this because in that moment one simple word aardvark I became a game inventor I was no longer a waiter Right? It wasn't a big, it wasn't I was a game inventor because I had a product. I was a game inventor because I got started and I wrote the word aardvark. And then I wrote another word and another word. Now I'm taking bigger steps, more steps, more steps. And it's just built and built and one foot in front of the other, one word after the other. And that's why I'm a success. It has nothing to do with the game. It's because mm -hmm. I was open to this new, this new game, this new thing. And then I went with it. And I went small. I stepped small, and then I dreamed big. Wow. Okay. Aardvark. Aardvark. <laughs> Who would have thought? Everybody has to have a first, a first word or a first step. So. Everybody, everybody's got their own aardvark, right? What's your aardvark? Yeah, that what should be your... the title of your next book, Rob. You what know, is your aardvark? I'm going to change it from game changer to, to what's your aardvark? What's your aardvark? Yeah. What's your aardvark? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a better title. I th I like it actually. I'll talk to the <laughs> That'll be the subtitle. How's that? Okay. Yeah, that'll be the subtitle. That'll be great. So you need to make sure you give me credit for that in the book. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, the credit page is going to be, you know, and you'll be at the top. <laughs> right, right. So before we do quick fire. Yes. What do you do? to keep yourself climbing, keep yourself inspired, keep yourself moving forward? Like what, what is your inspiration when you get up in the morning or what you do when you go to sleep or, you know, what you, you dream about? What's your process for inspiration? <laughs> okay. My, my process for inspiration is just getting out there, right? It's, it's trying new things. It's, it's the, expression, the expression is, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm out of my comfort zone when I'm comfortable. That makes me uncomfortable. So I'm always kind of looking for new things, looking for new adventures. And, and, I, and I play this game a lot of times. I call it left, right, center, and back. And I'll walk up the street and I'll literally close my eyes. And then the first word that comes to my mind, left, right, center, back, or stay, I'll do. And I'll just take off. And if it's left, I'll just go left and see what I can find, what inspiration I can find, which person I can run into, which conversation I can have. Um, and, and that's what inspires me, right? That's where my innovation, uh, inspiration comes from. Spontaneity. Spontaneity, just getting out there, not overthinking uh, what's going on. And that's, that's how I've lived my whole life. People that know me, 
that's how I've lived my whole life. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's a practice thing. It, it comes natural for me, but, but, you know, it's like aardvark. You just take that, just take one step, you know, you don't have to run down the street, hair on fire. That's fun too, though. <laughs> so you've, had your, you've had your hair on fire, Rob. Oh my goodness. I've had my hair on fire. You know, I've been to Burning Man. I've dived with sharks. I go to run with the bulls every year. Yeah, my hair is on fire a lot of times. And I like it. I always, I always put it out. Have you run with the bulls for real? Oh, yeah. I've run about 25 times. Wow. Yeah. Was, my, was Greg with you on one of those times? No. <laughs> no, I go with a bunch of my friends from Finland. They're all Finnish guys. And uh, I have, yes, and answer your next question, I have come very close to getting my head crushed uh, I got tripped one year and wound up in the ground and is that lying there I can feel the, the ground start to shake and, oh wow yeah and the bull miss stepping on my head by about six inches yeah I'm an adventurous person but I don't think I'm going to be doing that no that's all right no no all right so are you ready for quick fire I'm whatever you say now some people say they're ready and then when I say the word they still take like an hour to try to think of one word to say so are, are you really going to be quick so I'm just coming up with one word. One word. To respond to your word. To my one word. Okay, hang on. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, go. <laughs> Got your little word stretch out. I'm, and, I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, so depending on what you say, then we'll have like a little conversation about some of your responses, and then we'll be doing some wrap-up comments and closing the show. Sure. All right, here we go. Quick fire with Rob Angel, inventor of Pictionary. Adventure. Fun. Backyard. Pictionary. Start. Always. Pictionary. <laughs> That's the one I hesitate on. <laughs> um, stepping stone. Okay. Spontaneity. Life. Fun. Quick fire round. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was, uh, I was looking at the lamp on the other side of the room. Uh, fun. Um, life. Dream. Love. Small. Big. I'm not going to have you on my team. If we play a game together. I told you, terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, world. Oh, the possibilities. Possibilities. Bulls. Danger. Soaring. Um, soaring is um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, the last word is word. Is what? Word. Word. Word? I hate to be cliche. Pictionary. Pictionary. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you fall into, I need somebody to win this, okay? You fall into the, the same category as everybody else. And I say something, they're like, oh, and then they just really go through this big, long thought process. But, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it again. I want to do it again. No. <laughs> but no, but it, it, it's, it, but the thought process, I think, is, is very intriguing to me because some words just, there's so many different parts of your life or different things that are going on in your head. And you're like, which one do I pick? Or sometimes people yes, just yes. And so I, I get that. So it, it's no problem at all. I'm just giving you a hard time. But um, adventure, you said fun, backyard, you said Pictionary. Um, and start, you said always. Let's talk about always just for a minute. So start. So you're meaning related to business, related to life, just in general. What, do you, what did you mean by that maybe? Yeah, the, as I said earlier, they're the same. And so without starting uh, even the smallest of steps, um, you're, not, you're not growing, you're not learning, you're not giving, you're not being of service, you're not accomplishing anything you want to accomplish, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I can't, I can't help you there, but I can help you to take that first step. I can help you uh, by example or, or whatever, uh, that when you do, that's when life starts. And the thing is, if you take a couple of steps and it's the wrong direction, that's okay, right? Not everything has to have an end. Everything has to have a, a, a win or, or a defeat. If you go a couple of steps and it's not the right way, turn around and go somewhere else. Go in a different direction. So those, uh, those comments were really, really, really great. Um, it is the, the end of our show, and I was going to ask you for some closing comments, but I think that kind of sums it up. It, start always. You have to first take that first step. If you don't, you're never going to make it anywhere. Uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, having you on the show. And you mentioned Stepping Stone for Pictionary, where it, it's a stepping stone for all these other things that are happening in your life. And so I wish you the best and I really appreciate you being on and thank you so much, Rob Angel. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been fun. It's been great. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.